welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. In the previous podcast, we gave some attention to Patrick Henry. He was a friend of the Baptist and labored somewhat for the freedom of religion in Virginia. However, he still supported religion being propped up and sustained by the government. True and full liberty, as advocated by the Baptist, owes more of its gratitude to the labors of Thomas Jefferson and James Madison, with Madison being the essential warrior for the insertion of the First Amendment to the Bill of Rights. Much more could be supplied to show the influence of the Baptist in securing religious freedom in Virginia, but we will turn our attention to the struggles and efforts that reflect securing this freedom as established in the Constitution. Therefore, we will focus our attention around John Leland and his influence on James Madison. This will also show somewhat the opposition they faced by Patrick Henry. To give some of the background leading up to securing religious freedom, which included many other issues, we will quote extensively from Documentary History of the Struggles for Religious Liberty in Virginia by Charles F. James. Quoting from James. This narrative would not be complete without some account of the agency of the Baptists of Virginia in engrafting the principles of religious liberty upon the Constitution of the United States by means of the famous First Amendment, and, in order to appreciate properly the part performed by them, it is necessary that we consider not only what they did towards securing that First Amendment, but also their attitude towards the Constitution and its ratification. After the independence of the colonies had been established, it soon became apparent that the old Articles of Confederation were too weak, that they did not give to Congress sufficient power to secure cooperation at home of respect abroad. Hence, a movement was set on foot by James Madison to revise those Articles and give additional power to Congress a movement which culminated in the calling of the Philadelphia Convention of 1787. Virginia selected as her representatives a number of her best men, including Washington, Madison, and Henry. Mr. Henry, however, declined to serve, and his refusal excited criticism and caused apprehension. But the attempt to patch up the old articles was vain. So a new paper was prepared, the Constitution of the United States, of which James Madison was the father. It was submitted to the several states for ratification, and a proviso proviso that when ratified by nine states, the new government should be organized. Eight states, namely, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Georgia, Maryland, and South Carolina had passed Articles of Ratification when the Virginia 
Convention met on the second day of June, 1788. Patrick Henry and George Mason were there to oppose ratification without provisions, amendments, while Madison led the forces which favored immediate ratification and subsequent amendments. It was a battle of giants which culminated June the 25th in a victory for ratification by a majority of ten. When the Constitution first appeared in the fall of 1787, the impression made upon the Baptists was unfavorable. It did not seem to make sufficient provision for religious liberty. And when the General Committee met at Williams's Meeting House, Goochland County, March the 7, 1788, this was one of the questions considered. James, quoting Simple's history, whether the new federal constitution, which had not lately made its appearance in public, made sufficient provision for the secure enjoyment of religious liberty, on which it was agreed unanimously that in the opinion of the general committee it did not. That's from Simple, page 76, James quoting. Continue with James' quote. The only provision in the Constitution touching religion was in the sixth article, and in these words, quote, No religious test shall ever be required as a qualification to any office or public trust under the United States, end of quote. This was virtually a declaration in favor of the most absolute religious liberty in that it published to all the world that this government at least would not allow a man's religion to bar his way to the highest office in the gift of the people. But the Baptists were not satisfied. They had been great sufferers in the past, and having just emerged from a long and arduous struggle for their rights, they were apprehensive that if they entered into this new and stronger union with states that still had religious establishments, there might be a reaction disastrous to their liberties. Hence, they resolved to oppose ratification. And Elder John Leland, the most popular Baptist minister in Virginia, was nominated as a delegate from Orange County to the convention. This was done while Madison was yet in the North, where he remained some months after the Constitution was framed and published, engaged with Jay and Hamilton in writing articles in explanation of the new scheme of government, articles since known as the Federalist. Patrick, Patrick Henry, who was strenuously opposed to the Constitution on other grounds, and especially as having a squint toward monarchy, was quick to take advantage of this prejudice of the Baptists to enlist them on the side of the opposition. Although he had been opposed to them in their war against the establishment and in their fight against assessment, he now poses as their champion in opposition to the Constitution 
and seek to array them against their old leader, James Madison. That's the end of quote from pages 150 to 154. Regarding this, John Blair Smith, president of Hampton-Sydney College, wrote to James Madison June the 12th, 1788, detailing some of the tactics of Mr. Henry in his opposition to Mr. Madison and his followers. As stated above, the Baptist, in opposing the ratification of the Constitution as it stood, nominated John Leland as a delegate from Orange County. This placed him in opposition to James Madison. However, before looking at this important and critical historical event in the final stage of religious freedom in America, I believe it is important to give some details regarding the importance of the Baptists in Massachusetts. Regarding the importance of Massachusetts and Virginia and the Constitution, William Cathcart said, quote, The two great states that support the Revolution were nearly equally divided about the Constitution, and some of the best men in these powerful centuries of political life regard it with unmixed alarm and resisted it with all their influence and eloquence. End of quote. That's from Cathcart's Baptist Patriots and the American Revolution, page 91. Further quoting from Cathcart, quote, In Massachusetts, the convention called to ratify the Constitution assembled on the 9th of January, 1788. It was composed of nearly 400 members. It possessed much of the 92 intelligent and the patriotism of the state. The parties for and against the Constitution were about equal. The debates lasted for a month, and the contest was carried on with great earnestness. The entire United States took the deepest interest in the deliberations. It was universally felt as Dr. Manning, this was James Manning, the founding president of Brown University, expressed it that, quote, Massachusetts was the hinge on which the whole must turn, end of quote, and that if she rejected the Constitution, it would be discarded in the other states. The Baptists held the balance of power in the convention, and they were generally opposed to the Constitution in Massachusetts. The Baptist delegates were chiefly ministers who had the highest regard for Dr. Manning, and he, fully convinced that nothing but the new Constitution should save the country from anarchy, spent two weeks in attendance upon the convention, and he, with Dr. Stillman, another prominent Baptist, exerted themselves to the utmost to persuade their brethren to support the Constitution. With the Reverend Isaac Backus, the fearless friend of the Baptist cause and of liberty of conscience, they set out, and they met with success in several cases. And the Constitution was adopted by a majority of 19 votes. There were 187 yeas and 168 nays on the last day of the session, 
And before the final question was taken, Governor Hancock, the president, invited Dr. Manning to close the solemn convocation with thanksgiving and prayer. There is a strong probability that the Baptist of the convention would have followed Isaac Bacchus and changed the insignificant majority to a small minority if it had not been for Manning and Stillman. That's the end of the quote, pages 91 through 93. However, our time is exhaustive for today. The Lord willing, we will return to Virginia and the important role of John Leland in our next podcast. Farewell. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.